0: Good morning, my friends. Welcome to this episode of Happiness After Codependency. I'm Marshall Burcher. Welcome. I'm excited to have you here. If you're new to me, well, welcome again. I'm <laughs> kind of repetitious today on that. Um, if you're new to me, yeah. I help codependents rediscover their well-being, their happiness after narcissistic abuse. I help them accomplish that through basically three stages. The first stage is helping them restore their safety, sanity, and self. And I help them come to know, love, and live who they are, and then create happy, sustainable relationships in their world. Today, we are focusing on episode number four of How to Know Yourself. We're going to be jumping into discerning your wisdom or your voice in the maelstrom of voices and things that, that we respond to and we've internalized in our world. Before we get to that, I need to share this out to the community real quick, so I'm going to do that now. The community is your safe haven, where you can find guidance, support, and tools that actually work, that actually help you move beyond your codependency, and actually discover who you are beyond it, so you no longer have to be codependent in order to survive. Instead, you can thrive by living, loving, and knowing yourself. The whole goal here is when we come aligned with ourselves, we no longer need codependent skill sets or habits in order to get needs met and wants fulfilled. Instead, we get to build those through consensual, uh, consensual relationships built on privilege, built on respect, built on seeing and knowing each other as we are, rather than living in a fantasy about who they should be or who we need to be in order to be lovable. So the link is above on Facebook below on YouTube. Good morning, Crystal. And if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Thank you guys for helping me grow a little popularity there and getting my word out into the world, helping me succeed in that adventure. Really appreciate that. All right, so how to know yourself. Number four, discerning your voice or your wisdom. So in codependency, we have a habit of internalizing the other um, we, we internalize the things around us. We, we have a lot of influences in our world right now, and, and that is other people's points of view, their feelings about things, especially parents, significant others, friends. We have social media and all its various points of view. We have entertainment, we have news, we have fiction, we have nonfiction. There's a lot of bombardment of information, and points of view, and opinions in our world, and it's very, very easy for, for most anyone to really lose contact with their own sense of self, their own perspective, their own wisdom, their own internal compass and guidance. But if you're codependent, it's likely you never really had that to begin with. And a lot of times, what's happened to the codependent is we have been told who we are, we have been told who to be. We have been told what to think, and we have been punished when we don't align with those things. We have learned to distrust our own voice, to distrust our own perspective, to question and gaslight ourselves. We have been trained to make ourselves the problem, to make ourselves wrong, and to ultimately ignore ourselves and then apply authority and significance to other people and their points of view. Well, I'm going to throw myself in this category. You should not just take my word because I say it. You might be a student. You might be a client. You might be fond of my work and what I have to say, but ultimately you are the authority and you're the one that needs to be determining what works for you and what aligns for you and what's real for you. And to be able to do that, we've got to be able to discern our voice from the other voices out there. Yeah, right. It is. It's the truth. We're just being swamped and bombarded by these things. So in my discovery, in my work, I have come to find that we have three dominant types of voices in our world. Voice number one is the voice of programming. Programming says, I should do this, it should be that, this is what will happen, this is how I should respond, this is what I should be, this is what I shouldn't be, things like that. Programming typically shows up with core word signal or core signals that use specific words and add a should, won't, must, have to, can't. Those tend to signal that we got programming talking. Now programming comes from other people. It comes from our past experiences. It comes from conclusions we made in the past about things about ourselves, about the world, about others. And it comes from what we've been basically indoctrinated with through repetition. So not all programming is bad. Not all programming is good. All programming needs to be vetted at some level. So like right now, I have several programs that run in my brain, some these repetitious thoughts. And a number of them are very kind and loving and positive. They expand my well-being. They support my integrity. They keep me in connection with myself. That would be healthy programming. Unhealthy programming shows up as shaming yourself, putting yourself down, attacking your needs and wants, bypassing boundaries, making yourself wrong and the other one right, making them wrong and you right. When we really leave the land of right and wrong, we move towards understanding we don't need that, that, that strategy much anymore. These are examples of unhealthy programming because they constrict your expansion. They hurt you. They attack you. They tear you down. These are not useful programs. So we got programming. Then we have the voice of other people. Usually the voice of other people is more in a present tense experience where, well, what would, <laughs> people have said this to me, what would Marshall do or what would my, my father think or what would my spouse think We are applying other people's voices to our reality and then making choices based on that rather than attuning to the third voice, which is the true voice, and we'll talk about that more in a sec. But this other people voice is a tricky one because sometimes the advice or the guidance or the insight someone offers you is very valuable, and we tend to trust that. But then we start trusting everything, and that is not warranted. We want to slow down this process and check in with ourselves. Do I agree with this? Does this align with me? Where am I at with this? What matters to me here? This way we become very judicious and very deliberate about what kind of influence we allow into our world because that's primarily what the voice of other people is. It's influence from outside of ourselves. We want to slow that down and see how we align with it, how you align with what's being shared with your, what you're receiving from other individuals. This allows you to keep you in what's called personal sovereignty and autonomy, a.k.a. your power, your authority to choose and govern your yard, your world, your way, and it allows you to differentiate yourself from others so you're no longer absorbing them, but you're discerning what's yours versus theirs, and maybe you have an agreement there, you both agree on the same thing, and maybe you don't. Very important because it helps us individuate, helps us keep our individuality so we don't get absorbed and lost in someone else's yard. And let's see, Pam says, such a constant struggle not listening to unhealthy programming. And now there's a trick here. We're going to talk about this in a second here on, on listening to unhealthy programming and what we can do there. And then. Crystal says, correction, unhealthy programming sucks. Yeah, unhealthy programming does definitely suck. It really harms our well-being. So this third voice that shows up, I call the true voice. The true voice is something that's organic. It's in here, in the body. You'll notice that programming and the voice of other people are basically up here. They're thoughts. They're not really this arising sense of awareness within your body. They're more up here, like just these repetitious little things going on in the brain all the time, this chatter that we get. The true voice is here in the body. Their true voice is typically very... <laughs> initially, it's very quiet to us. It's very uh, firm. It's usually non-emotional. It's very clear, very direct. Very simple. And this is where we are discerning our own wisdom, our own intuition, our own point of view about things. And this can be rather challenging at times because we also, in our true voice, we're dealing with our emotional experiences and perspectives. We have to build capacity to receive our emotional voice because that's an aspect or an expression of the true voice. Our emotions can alert us to things that matter to us, like boundaries, needs, wants. So it can have an emotionality to it. The true voice can also have an intuitive dead center clarity, where it's not emotional at all. It's like, hmm, but this. And then we, we, we receive that and we see what happens with that. It can come through as hunches, as, as intuitions, as a nuance towards something you notice that a lot of this, it's physical. It's somatic. See, the true voice, my experience, and the dominant experience of my students and clients is that at first it's felt and we become aware of it in our consciousness, and then we lean into listening to it to see what it's telling us, to sense it out, and then to follow it because usually with the voice, the true, with, with any voice, there comes this thing called a vision. We'll talk more about vision tomorrow, but it is basically the picture it paints for us, a prediction of the future, how we view a thing. Well, that true voice brings in a particular vision, and if we follow that vision, we lean into it, we start seeing changes in our world that we really want. But when we follow the voice of programming and the voice of other people, we tend to find ourselves feeling lost in someone else's yard, confused as to what's right and wrong for us, frustrated with the results that are showing up. It's really important for us to start the work of discerning ourselves from programming and from uh, the voice of other people. So there's five core expressions that the true voice uses. The first one I call the... uh, well. My brain's giving me the second one, which is the repulsive uh, impulse, the repulsive impulse, or the no voice. But the first one is your yes voice. It's your yes impulse. It's desire. It says yes to the thing, but it's here. Discerning your yes from programming, uh, and discerning your yes from the programming of yes is going to be a challenge at first, because most of the time our brain says yes to something because it appeals to a fantasy we have. It appeals to rules and constructs and principles that we think matter because someone else gave them to us. But when we really get in tune with our real yes impulse, or the voice of yes within our body, we find out we're, we're not really... A, <laughs> the things we thought we want, we really don't. We wanted them because they give us a specific kind of benefit, based on a fantasy, but when we really get into our genuine wants, we find out things are a lot different than what we thought they were. We start to realize and tune into things we haven't felt for maybe decades in our lives, or even for the first time. We get to get in contact with a sense of real wholeness, because this yes impulse is a really clear guide towards our fulfillment, towards satisfaction or happiness. And with that comes the repulsion impulse or the no impulse the like n- nope not impulse this allows us to discern our boundaries to just dis- to discern a yes from a no to guide a- our capacity our action our time our energy i have to learn to trust that but that's one of our biggest curves is learning to trust our no because our no isn't always going to make sense to others or even ourselves at the time. And this gives us a chance to go, hmm, I'm willing to trust my no over finding out if it's right. Because this is how we start to self-care. Because now we're not putting ourselves in harm's way to find out if we're right. We're just starting to go, well, that's not what I want, so I'm out. And the third voice is the maybe voice. Maybe voice Or the maybe impulse is all about discerning between a yes and a no and understanding what needs to change in order to make it a yes. Very critical voice and helping you sort through options that are appealing but don't necessarily line up entirely. And then you have the confusion voice, which means the big signal of I need more information and I need to slow down and really understand what's showing up for me here. And then we have the fifth voice, which is your intuition which is I can hear this gut instinct, this hunch, this clarity that is largely nonverbal at first about a person, place, or thing. Leaning into trusting that and letting it guide you. These are the five things that we practice heavily in the Know Yourself Strategy and helping you attune to them, discern them, experiment with them so you can build trust in them because they will guide you. They are there to help you, one, know yourself, love yourself, second, and third, live who you are, because it's through these five primary voices that we really get in contact with our true voice. Technically, they're the five core expressions, but I kind of interchange expression and voice there. But this is how the true voice expresses itself, it tries to get our attention and to guide us, because it's within us. Now, this is not a logical process. This is a somatic, organic, non-linear experience because we're, we're not actually linear beings, right? We're organic beings. So we don't necessarily follow what we would claim as logic or some sort of rationality. We're largely following impulse and instinct. When we start to attune to this internal voice that we have, we start to find out what really works for us and we start to live in a way that aligns us with our own well-being and happiness. This shifts our relationships, this shifts our careers, our businesses, our, self, our play, and, and it engages <clears throat> our curiosity, our creativity, and eventually it's going to move you out of your comfort zone and into growth that really matters to you. So now it's not just about healing and getting through pain. It's actually about growth that expands your well-being and happiness. It's about growth that adds to your joy and satisfaction in your world. And that's the point of being tuned into your voice so that you can guide your life on your terms in ways that work for you. You can discern what's yours and what's not. You can say yes to things that matter no to things that don't without shame, without guilt, and without second-guessing yourself or doubting yourself. Instead, you're rooted in a deep trust in who you are and what matters to you. That's why I help you develop and master through the Know Yourself strategy because through your voice, you will come to better understand your innate value and capture what I call your genuine vision, which allows you to live who you are and grow your well-being, your satisfaction and joy in your life. This ultimately sets us free of ever needing to be codependent because we don't need someone else's point of view to complete us or define us. Instead, we get to discover our wholeness and the wisdom that shows up through that. That's the power of knowing, loving, and living who we are. We end up with relationships that support us. We end up with careers, businesses, and creativities that add to us. Basically, we get to live a life that we enjoy, and it won't be the life you think it will be right now. Especially if you're coming from programming, because programming usually is very grandiose, very lost in other people's expectations. It actually, becomes something that's more satisfying for you, and it will be a bit uncomfortable because it's not usually what you expect it to be. But that's good, because now we're moving. You're moving into the expression of you, rather than the conformity with others that keeps you trapped, keeps you lost. So if you're struggling with this or you want to go deep on this, if this is resonating with you and you're ready to take this leap, I invite you to join the Know Yourself Strategy. We start two weeks from today. So we've got about 14 days before class launches. Uh, The course is 16 weeks long. I teach you over these 16 weeks how to tune into your true value or to your innate value, your true voice and your genuine vision and help you craft and master these skills through specialized trainings called applications. And help you really start to live life from a uh, what's called self-oriented or self-referencing perspective. So that you can make the decisions you need to in your world. Discern the path and options you need. Um, and that are available for you in your life. And you can run after them. The link for this is above on Facebook. It's below, below on YouTube. Now, the enrollment has several different pricing options you can choose from. There's a full price of $12.50. There's a discounted option at $7.50. Students, you guys can enroll at, uh, if you're an existing student, like you have the Heal Yourself Strategy or the Relationship Strategy, you can enroll uh, for six twenty-five. dollars so you get that 50% discount there. link, again, is above on Facebook, below on YouTube, and there's also custom pricing available, because I know that this may not be in reach for many of you, uh, at those price points, but we can we can make a price point that works for you. So all you got to do is request it, and we'll get you in. My friends, if you're feeling lost to yourself, if you're struggling to really know what to do in your world, to know who you are, to be able to know what you like, what you don't, to really come to know yourself, the Know Yourself Strategy is made for you. It's designed specifically to address these issues. These challenges that arise in our healing from codependency. I'll tell you honestly, it was the hardest part of my world. Getting out of the, the the trauma bond and the fantasy was extremely difficult work. It's the hardest thing I've done in my life. The next hardest thing was discovering myself, especially because there weren't a lot of concepts and tools to self discovery that were available to me at that time. And I created these out of my own struggle and my own journey. And I've taught them to hundreds of others, especially in private clients. And I've seen their world ignite through, this, through these tools, through the awareness that it brings them. And that's why I bring it to you today, because it works. And I've found it to be extremely effective in helping us really fill in the emptiness the loneliness and the lack of sense of self by connecting back to our body, back to our sovereignty, back to our well-being. And then attuning to our value, our voice, and our vision. That's where we get to create the magic that we see other people have in their world. We have that too. We just need to be aligned with it. So that's what I help you accomplish here in the Know Yourself strategy. Thank you guys for being here. Make sure uh, to remember, ultimately, that you're worth knowing, loving, and keeping. And I will see you guys in our next training.